Welcome back to Ask a Pastor. I'm Rayshawn Graves, and I'm the pastor of a church in Richmond, Virginia. Today, I want to think through the question, how important is diversity in a church? Well, this question isn't necessarily tricky, but there's no catch-all answer. Diversity is a big word that can include a lot of realities, and the church is a big institution that's located all over the world in countries where there's more sameness and in countries where there's much more diversity. And so diversity comes up a lot in our context in the United States because of the varieties of people of different ages, stages of life, ethnicities, socioeconomic backgrounds, religious and non-religious beliefs and cultures. Globalization means that the rest of the world is rapidly experiencing the same thing in several places. But for this space, particularly this podcast, I'm just going to focus on diversity as it pertains specifically to the church in America, which I hope some of the takeaways can be applied in other contexts around the world as well. When diversity is brought up today in churches, it's usually referring to racial or ethnic diversity. But diversity across socioeconomic backgrounds and generational differences is important as well. So how important is diversity in a church? Well, I believe it's pretty important. The picture that's often painted as it relates to diversity is the scene in Revelation 7 verses 9 through 10 that says, After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So there's this scene in heaven before the throne of God where there's an innumerable multitude of diverse peoples. They're all worshiping God together with their God-given distinctions, and Jesus is at the center. It's beautiful. I think the author who's recording this vision includes these details here because he wants us to know that diversity is important to God. It speaks to his character and to his beauty. Psalm 104 speaks of God's manifold works in creation, and Ephesians talks about his manifold wisdom in creating and establishing the church. And that word manifold, it points to God's intentional, multifaceted diversity that he displays in both creation and redemption. So diversity is very important to God because it says something about who he is. But so often, when it comes to that beautiful scene in Revelation 7, The response that I know that I have, along with so many others, is, well, this is heaven. Of course everything's perfect. What about diversity here and now in this fallen and broken world? There's no earthly divisions or sin in that scene that we see in Revelation 7. So even though diversity is seen in our world, in creation, and in the peoples of the nations, it can be a really difficult thing to achieve when it comes to bringing people together who are different. Many times they're barriers. Barriers that aren't always bad. Sometimes in pursuing diversity, you end up encountering cultural or racial differences, preferences, hurt, past wounds, people misunderstanding one another, and so many more things. America is a country that's made up of so many different kinds of people, and oftentimes our churches will look at this picture in Revelation 7 as a standard to achieve. They'll say that because there are so many different kinds of people, the aim in God's will must be to bring them all together into the church just like this right now. Now, that's a great intention and hope. And for many churches, through God's power working through their intentional efforts, this has been something that's actually achievable. It's a beautiful picture whenever we see it. But is this standard of what we see in Revelation 7 meant for every church in a diverse context here in this world? Well, maybe, but not always. 
If you could walk into every church in this country and see all kinds of people with all kinds of backgrounds and differences worshiping Jesus together, that would be an amazing reality. It would definitely say something to the world about the unity that we have as followers of Jesus amidst our differences and how they don't have to divide us. And so as much as we possibly can, we should pray and even work to see all kinds of people come into our churches to worship Jesus. But with that said, this often isn't the reality. We do have to take into account some of the barriers that have hindered diversity in our context. For example, the institution that's known as the black church here in America, it was established because diversity and biblical inclusion wasn't something that many white people were interested in pursuing during the eras of slavery and Jim Crow. The black church, which is still predominantly made up of black Americans, was created as a response to this hatred and division. You've heard the, the line that says that Sunday morning is the most segregated hour in America. Well, it's still largely true. The kind of overt racism that existed during former eras might not be around today, but the implications of it persist, which is why many black people choose to worship God in the black church, while many white people choose predominantly white churches. Historical division has largely contributed to the hindrance of the church's unity and diversity here in the United States. But sometimes churches lack diversity because of certain cultural preferences, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Latino, Chinese, and Korean churches exist in this country for people to worship Jesus in an ethnic community that holds to certain God-glorifying expressions of worship, including speaking the primary language of its congregants. And to go back to the black church, there's even a historical tradition preserved and expressed in the life and worship services of many black churches. And so these and many more things are all good and God-glorifying reasons why people attend churches that are geared towards a predominant nationality or ethnicity. Another reason why a church may not be diverse, either ethnically or socioeconomically, is based on its location in the surrounding community that it's in. A church in the state of Maine may have a heart to be racially diverse, but if it's located in a predominantly white community, or even a state that's nearly 95% white, then naturally, that'll probably be its makeup. But what if that same majority white congregation found itself in a city with a majority black or Latino population? Should it be predominantly white at that point? Well, it could, and maybe it should be pursuing diversity. And that's not to say that the church is sinning if it's not reflecting the statistical demographics of its community. The question of diversity then is, does a church desire it? Is it open to diversity? Whether that church is predominantly white, black, Latino, Asian, upper class, middle class, or lower class. If the church is located in a community made up of various peoples, is it interested in pursuing those people so that they might worship Jesus? Or is it simply content with either passively or actively attracting a target demographic, but not intentionally pursuing those who don't match that demographic? Does the church pursue diversity for diversity's sake? which isn't what the Bible speaks to at all, or is the pursuit of diversity coming from asking the question that a Jewish lawyer asked Jesus in the Gospels, who is my neighbor? So diversity is important, but churches shouldn't ignore it, assume that it'll happen on its own, or force it to happen. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists 
the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. to say one more thing about diversity in the church that uh, that deals specifically with ethnic diversity. One thing about seeing more diversity in the church is that it's a two-way street. What I mean particularly in the context of churches here in America is that many of our nation's churches are predominantly white and ethnic minorities usually end up visiting or attending or joining predominantly white churches almost as much as they attend predominantly minority spaces. In one sense, that's a move towards diversity on the part of ethnic minorities. There's openness to worship alongside with those who are in the majority, many times with differences. It adds diversity to predominantly white churches. But the opposite reality doesn't happen nearly as much. White churchgoers and professing Christians, for the most part, aren't considering or moving towards churches where the majority of the congregation isn't white. And so what would the church's diversity look like if there was an openness that didn't just long to see different people come to us, but would even take us to people who are different from us, to learn, to grow, to serve and to be served, to encourage and to be encouraged, and to worship Jesus? So diversity is important, but what we see in Revelation 7 is a hope, not a standard. Pursuing diversity in this world isn't easy. There are a lot of obstacles and hurdles. But when it's the kind of pursuit that's driven by love for our neighbors, openness, and humility, then we can be something of a glimpse and a shadow to that beautiful picture of what God will accomplish by bringing together his multifaceted family before his throne. That's all I've got today. Thanks for tuning in. This is Ask a Pastor, and I'm Rayshawn Graves. We'll catch you next time. Ask a Pastor is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review it in your podcast app? It really does help more listeners find the show. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and Stephen Sanders. Special thanks to Stephen McGarvey for his executive oversight. You can find more faith-affirming podcasts like this one by visiting lifeaudio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.